0: Today's episode of the Theatre People Podcast is brought to you by Stage Door Manor. For information on their summer theatre programs, check them out at stagedoormanor.com. On the northeast tip of North America, on an island called Newfoundland, there's an airport. It used to be one of the biggest airports in the world, and next to it is a town called Canada. Welcome to the Rack if you come from away. You probably understand about it. Welcome to the Theatre People Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Hines. Well, you guys, the come-from-away obsession continues. For today's episode, I have the great honor of sitting down for a chat with Irene Sankoff and David Hine, who conceived the show and wrote the music, book, and lyrics. I could barely contain myself, you guys. The show, of course, is nominated for seven Tony Awards this year, including Best Book of a Musical and Best Original Score for Irene and David, and the all important Best New Musical. It was so exciting to get to chat with them about how the show came to be and its journey from their living room to Broadway. I loved them so much. Here's our conversation. I'm my Irene Sankoff and David Hine. As I was mentioning before we started, this really is a huge honor. Thank you so much for doing our podcast. It's our pleasure. Yes, I love talking to writers, and I am so excited to talk to you guys. Caesar and Jen are two of our like favorite interviews from this year, this season, and it like we are all of us, all of our listeners are just obsessed with your show.
1: Well, we're kind of obsessed with those two They're, and our whole cast. They're amazing.
0: <laughs> uh, Jen had her dressing room done. She like hired an interior designer to do her dressing room. Yep. <laughs>
2: That's I did not Jim. know that.
0: It's gorgeous.
2: Oh my God. Why do we have our old IKEA furniture? <laughs> what did we bring that from Canada for? Oh, anyway, welcome you guys.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, first question: Are you just feeling like proud parents at the moment? We oh are. God. Yeah, we are. And, indeed. And yes. As
1: parents, we're literally we're proud parents. Yeah. It's like we've had yeah. we've had a little girl and we've had a musical at the yeah. same time, and it is amazing to be sharing it with the world and having it go out there. And and like it's it's this amazing moment of being proud of our team and proud of six years and five cities and all of this. But then but then like beyond that, it's New York celebrating. what what Newfoundlanders did on 9-11. Yeah. Like, it's really... That, that. I mean, that's the best thing in the world. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, you guys, if you don't mind me asking, you guys were here on 9-11. Mm. Will, will you share a little bit of your story? I know you were living on the Upper West Side, and there was a piano involved.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I was here for grad school, and I had a... Class that didn't start until eleven. And so I we were still in bed. And then my father phoned and he told me to stay home. Like he said, like don't get on the subway. There's been an attack. And I said, Oh dad, no, that just yesterday the the crazy thing happened. There was somebody with a car who like crashed into people on Fifth Avenue. And today a helicopter went to a building. This is just a crazy city. This is just what it is. (laughs) He's like, turn on your TV and don't leave the house, right? And I was like, Okay, okay, okay. And then of course turn the TV on and I tried to reach my dad again and like he must have been the last person to reach Manhattan yeah yeah,
1: we were living at this residence up at uh, 122nd and Riverside. It's called International House, so it's uh, it's this amazing castle-, castle that the Rockefellers donated to this group uh, for international graduate students to come and study. And Irene was down here studying, and I was following her because I was in love with her. <laughs> uh, and uh, but but it, it's this uh, it's this incredible international community, people from 110 countries from around the world. And so there's something about what happened in Newfoundland that really resonated with us about that time because we were with this. Uh, this di- really diverse community that was all taking care of each other. We were all waiting for it was news. One hundred and ten different yeah, countries yeah. represented. My, yeah. My um yeah. my cousin was in the towers, but fortunately got out. So we were all waiting for news. There was a lot of uh, our friends who worked down there, so we were waiting for them to come back. Uh, and miraculously,
2: and, everybody did. Like at the time, I kind of took it for granted, but now you know, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, every one of those seven hundred students did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And in the middle of all of that, one of our friends, Cristiano, uh, sat down at the piano and started playing, and we all. Gathered around, and there was this sense of music bringing us together, and uh, and it's another thing that resonates with um, with Newfoundland because it's how it's how they get through many things is by bringing out their instruments and playing, and 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 in, in even in the days afterwards, we, we were both working on shows. Uh, and we expected them to close immediately, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. instead, uh, they uh, they were filled. Everyone wanted community. It was it was the time when Giuliani was sending everyone to theaters to to remind them that theater was important. The theater was the heart of the city. That uh, the, that we needed to come behind that, and there was a sense of we had all gone through this together. We want to be in a room with each other, and. The whole city was this amazing example of kindness. You could reach out to anyone. Everyone was trying to donate blood. Everyone was trying to do something to help. And everyone, you could reach out to anyone on the street and say, "Are you okay?" And mm-hmm. the same thing happened in Newfoundland. So there was this real resonance for us.
0: And then ultimately, you guys went back to Canada. Was it was it like nine eleven a part of that, or or did you just sort of like go back because it was time to leave?
2: Pretty much it was time to leave. You know, I, I graduated and we had just gotten married and um, I got a role in a show back in Toronto. And uh, and, and we actually
1: just, uh, we, we got married. Uh, there was a whole um, a, there was a whole seize the day mentality right after 9-11. There was, a, there was actually a big baby boom. We weren't part of that until much years many years later. But uh, <laughs> but there's one, we were already engaged and uh, one day uh, we woke up and I said, let's just go get married. Let's. And so we went and eloped at City Hall and we asked my cousin mm-hmm to come and uh, be our witness and she came with us and it was this amazing it was a wonderful ceremony that was just for us and but then...
2: not thinking that none of us had been downtown and and she hadn't been downtown in particular so she got there and she was a little bit white and and she was like no I'm, I'm okay I'm glad to be here and let's do you know and we did the wedding and it was it was wonderful and, and beautiful ceremony and then she was like I just I just need to walk back I just need to trace my steps like what how I left and so we walked we walked back with her and uh, just looked at you know the, the stores still covered in dust and you know written "Heroes Live Forever" on the windows in the dust and and, uh, and then eventually went and had you know a uh, a nice dinner you know it was sort of with mixed feelings like we were you know yeah. the the wedding it was it was, it was really lovely. it was I mean, also, it, it, yeah.
1: you know not to tie it all back to the show but it but it really was you know it was a celebration of love with this really strange backdrop
0: yeah was that right after did you say it was in October it was
2: October twelfth October twelfth yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so one of the things I found really interesting about your story was you went back to Canada. You had a lot of success with this show, and if I understand correctly, and I'm, I want to say it properly, <laughs> um, my 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 mother's lesbian Jewish Wiccan wedding. Awesome. Got Thanks. it. Nice. <laughs> but like, it sounds like it started out no, and I could be totally wrong about this, but it sounds like it started out sort of silly and became sort of very not silly. It became like. A big, te- a very big teaching moment for you about how musicals can be made. So there was this funny thing. So uh,
1: I, I was a singer songwriter. Irene's an actress, and uh, between day jobs and night jobs, we we never saw each other. So we decided that we would do a Fringe Festival show together. We'd write a musical so we could actually just hang out mm-hmm. because we, we were always too busy. And I had written a song called "My Mother's Lesbian Jewish Rican Wedding," which is about my mom. And so we we got a spot, and we and we wrote a full script. And then one of Irene's friends said that she was so excited about it because it was a true story, and it was about our family, and, and, it was, and we, we looked <laughs> at her. I came
2: running th- back, and I was like, we've got to throw the whole thing out. It's got to be a true story. What are we thinking? Because like f- it wasn't. Because
1: it wasn't. It was all fictionalized. It was, we, we, huh? it was we were like mix-up sort-
2: mayhem and an actual gay wedding, like to call yeah. Josie Chaperone. Like it was <laughs> – Yeah. So we
1: so we threw it out, and we and we wrote it all again just from our family's true stories, which we like. We'd always just thought, you know, these are just stories about our family, but everyone was like,
2: "No, No, that's weird. No,
1: that's really weird." (laughs) (laughs) And there were stories about, you know, how my mom came out to me, and how uh, how she came out to her mother, and how I accidentally introduced. um, there's this restaurant nearby our school, and when my moms came down to meet my new girlfriend Irene, uh, I, I was like, "Well, let's go to that new restaurant uh, that just it used opened to be up." Ponderosa, you, you, yeah, and 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 it's got that big friendly
0: owl on the logo with you know big welcoming eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I know the restaurant of yeah. which you speak. Yes, <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so then eventually you have a lot of success with that show, mm-hmm. and then. Somebody pitches you the idea of come from away. Is that right? Yeah. So, so
1: my mother's lesbian Jewish wedding had gotten picked up by the Mervishes. Uh, and then uh, a friend now came to see the show. Uh, and uh, uh, our friend Michael uh, said to us, um, do you know the story of what happened in gander he he introduced us to the story and said do you think it would make a good musical and so we started researching it and we applied for a canada council for the arts grant because we're in this amazing country that that Ugh. that provides art support and trudeau's easy on the eyes i'm just going to it right? just needs to be said yeah yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> all around <laughs> Um, uh, so and and we got to go out there. We, we got to actually extend our stay because uh, they wouldn't let us stay in hotels. They'd say, "Oh, don't be spending money on hotel. Come stay with us." Here's the keys. Welcome to Target. Yeah. Would you like to shower. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and there was this incredible commemoration ceremony happening with all these pilots and flight crew and passengers all returning. And so, uh, you know, from a grant perspective, it ticked off all of these amazing boxes of once in a lifetime opportunity to meet these people all in all in one place. And the town was filled with press looking for all these, like, little sound clips, and we didn't know what we were looking for. We didn't even know how to record. We were, like, frantically writing down notes initially, and then we were like, do our iPhones – do these things record? How do these <laughs> – um, <Yeah. laughs> and we ended up interviewing people for hours and then getting invited back to their houses and getting screeched in and uh, and making friends in the same way that the, uh, the people in Newfoundland made friends with these strangers off the planes.
0: What was the I, – I had read – when I saw the show, I had of course I think an immediate thought of like wow this reminds me a lot of the Laramie project. And I was reading an interview with with you guys earlier and you had said that initially that was sort of the idea. So was it initially meant to be more of a play and not a musical?
2: We were commissioned to write a musical, but uh like with most things in my life for a second I was like I really doubted. I was like maybe it shouldn't be a musical. Maybe it's Laramie project. It's a town's reaction to a tragedy. It's how a town responds and that's what Laramie is and and you know and uh, yeah, I just and 6 degrees of separation Really, sort of, in, informed the way we wanted to shape the show. So I was, uh, so I had all of these plays in my head that, instead of musicals, that were informing me. So I was like, okay, let's just for a second put the art first and see mm-hmm. what the best medium is.
1: But I'd grown up on Newfoundland music. They, for some reason, I'd, I, I'd grown up in Saskatchewan, but they'd all toured through there, and I knew all of this music, and and. It's this insanely wonderful, uh, Celtic-infused, authentic music that uh, that you've never heard on a, you know, I mean, we weren't aiming on Broadway, but you never heard in musical theater before, and I really wanted to play in that sandbox, but it wasn't, but we like argued back and forth about it until uh, September 10th, 2011. There was a kitchen party benefit concert in the hockey ice rink uh, in, in Gander, and uh, this band called The Navigators came out, and Everyone started dancing. The locals that come from ways us, uh, there were executives from the airlines from Lufthansa in their three-piece suits, and they were all swinging each other around. And it was, and and Irene was like, "Okay, you're totally right. Ha-
2: like, yeah, it has to be a musical because that music, oh my god, and it's also yeah. it's
1: in the DNA of the people yes. out there, right? It's uh, they just got seven feet of snow a little while ago, and. It's how you get through there. You're like literally trapped in your house and you dig uh, enough to get through to your friend's kitchen where you can have a kitchen party and everyone brings over, you know, a fiddle and accordion and a guitar and they sing songs and they play instruments and they tell stories and they stay alive by being a community and by supporting each other and by staying warm. And, and so that was the energy that we came back. That we, That's what we wanted to do on stage. We wanted to, to bring the audience into a kitchen party and tell the story of what happened there.
0: That is so fascinating because that is exactly what you've done. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well done, you guys, you <laughs> nailed it. Farewell to all you pretty ladies waving from the dock. Heave away, me Johnny's, heave away. And if we
1: do return to you, we'll make your cradles rock. Heave away, me jolly flies. we're all
0: bound away. Farewell to Tell me, like, if you can even remember, when you get out, like, you arrive in Gander, the very first, you get out of the taxi, and, like, what is your very first day in Gander like?
2: Okay. So I remember landing in that plane, and, you know, the plane's as big as this water bottle, and (laughs) uh, all I see is clouds, and it's shaking, and then suddenly, boom, we're on the ground. And I'm like, oh, God. And then we get off the plane, and we walk on the tarmac or the apron or whatever the actual thing is, and we and there's fog, and I'm like, where are we? And we 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 drive into the darkness, and I'm like, and I I'm from a city not as big as New York, but Toronto, and I have never, never been anywhere like that, and I was just like, why are we here? <laughs> like there's a lot of darkness, there's a lot of trees, and there's our hotel, and I just have no idea. Well, in between
1: the airport and the town, there's like oh. a strip and we got in at night and there's just nothing There's, just, it's just all you can see is this vague black silhouette of pine trees against this black sky and you're just like where's the town and mm-hmm. then and mm-hmm. then we finally got there we got to our hotel oh, and, yeah. and we were like we were exhausted we should have Gone to bed. We had a big day the next day, but we we like interviewed our flight attendants. We interviewed the woman at the front desk. For like, yeah, turns yeah.
2: like, oh, I'll get the binder and we'll start looking at all the letters and like there's can remember. like on two in the wall. morning or something like yeah. that. <laughs>
0: yeah wow because i was gonna ask you like how did you make how did you meet people how did you like go had you ever done that before had you ever just like gone up to somebody on the street and been like can we talk about september 11 2001
1: no we interviewed my moms that's our our interview uh, history
0: um
1: no i mean what was great about it was on the 10th anniversary everyone was there was so much press that everyone i mean newfoundlanders are these amazing storytellers anyway but they were ready to tell their stories and and uh the town hall would connect you with people but also we had reached out we had found people on facebook and uh, and uh, been connected to them and there was, it was just amazing connection. So uh, there was a pancake breakfast where all the come-from-aways who had returned were going to make pancakes for the locals as a way of giving back. And it was this wonderful thing. And we introduced ourselves to Beulah Cooper, who we had heard about. And we were like, oh, my God, it's
2: Beulah Cooper. And she was like, it. "Yeah,
1: <laughs> what is happening? And we were yeah. like, we're like huge fans. Yeah. Uh, and, but, and then uh, apparently we were like, uh, effusive or you know strange enough that she invited us to the legion for a screech in, and uh, the mayor performed the screech in, so Claude was there, and uh, he screeched in us and Nick and Diane and Beverly Bass and her and husband Tom, Tom. Yeah. and so like it was just connection after connection after connection and uh, you know, we interviewed all of them, had all of these stories, and every story was better than the next one. But then, on top of it, like our stories started to work in as well. There's a there's a scene in the show where we were staying with this wonderful couple, Maddie and Brenda, and we weren't sure. We, we like we were trying to say we're taking this seriously. We're gonna create a piece. We really want to do this right and it, it's strange to say when, when people say so what else have you written to say well one show and it's called My Mother's Lesbian Jewish Wiccan Wedding and you don't know where you are and you don't know where the red states are in a foreign country right and <laughs> you know in our own country um, uh, and and so we had sort of been saying uh, we, we've written we before we have another so show, show. Yeah, but show then finally uh, Maddie was he, he said well what's it called and we said uh, it's it's My Mother's Lesbian Jewish Wiccan Wedding like we basically had to come out to him <laughs> and, and he said your mom's gay <laughs> And we said, yeah. And he said, well, praise be to God, my daughter's gay, and and like the entire town was gay. And we like re- re- wrote it down and put it in the show. And oh and when we got screeched in, Irene has a
2: I don't like fish.
1: She has a fish phobia, so she wouldn't kiss the fish. So that no. got into the show. So it, it, like, it I was. I kissed
2: Claude, the mayor.
1: Yeah. And then yeah. the next day, we had an interview with the mayor where I was like, hi, I'm David, and you've already kissed my wife.
2: <laughs> we had so much fun. We really did a solemn old tradition for admission or audition to transition
0: from a come from away to be a Newfoundlander. The only other way at any rate is pass away and pray to fate and wait to reincarnate as a new- And now, a few words from our sponsors. Do you wake up humming Hamilton and singing Sondheim? Do you dream of a place where there are Shakespeare flash mobs, happy birthday is sung in harmony, and surprise Broadway guests fill your world? At Stage Door Manor, kids from every state and six continents spend their summer totally immersed in the magic of theater. I'm sure almost all of you know that Stage Door Manor is the inspiration for Todd Graff's movie Camp and Mickey Rapkin's book Theater Geek. But did you know that you've seen plenty of their alums on stage, screen, and behind the scenes? Natalie Portman, Mandy Moore, Zach Braff, Robert Downey Jr., Sean Levy, and Janine Tesori all spent their summers in the Catskill Mountains of New York. Stage Door Manor produces an unbelievable 42 full-scale shows in eight on-campus theaters, and there are more than 100 classes at beginning and advanced levels, everything from playwriting to stage combat. If it's theater-related, they do it. Stage Door premieres include original stage versions of Rent, Avenue Q, Andrew Lippa's Wild Party, Woman in White, and High School Musical. Stage Door welcomes kids ages 10 to 18, and there are no auditions for admission. They accept all levels of experience and talent and find roles for students in shows where everyone can have his or her moment in the spotlight. Worth Magazine named Stage Door among the top 10 summer programs in the world, and it's been called the Hollywood High of Summer Camps by Playbill. No wonder sessions fill up quickly. Spots are almost gone for the summer, so hurry and go online to StagedoorManner.com for more info. Yeah. When you guys started to put these stories together, I read that you, some of the characters are like amalgams of like groups mm. of people. When you went home and you're starting to go through, I read it was like 500 pages or something <laughs> that you had. How did you start to like whittle it down? So, I mean, we uh, there really
1: were so many stories. There's there 7,000 people on the plane. So there's 9,000 people in the town. Uh, and we were trying to do a 100-minute musical with 12 actors. So we we went up to a cabin. We spread every sheet of paper we had. And we had letters that we got to photocopy from the library, from all the schools people had written back. We had uh, documentaries to watch and books and uh, articles, everything we could find. What we tried to do was find... um, characters that sort of started at the beginning and went all the way to the 10th anniversary we called those our spine characters and then we also you, you know began to group anecdotes about anecdotes about food or anecdotes about love or anecdotes about religion or faith or loss or
2: animals try to find children con- yeah.
1: themes and and then we could string these these smaller stories along uh, all the way along but we eventually we had to amalgam I mean there's you know we interviewed uh, uh, a lot of the women who worked at Gander Academy, and uh, yeah, there
2: was five of them sitting around the table, and then one gentleman, the the principal. Yeah,
1: but you can't have five, five teachers, you know, five you teachers as yeah. well as every, like, we just couldn't represent everyone, so we needed to combine them together. But what we really wanted to do was have you know all five of them and everyone who we interviewed sit in the audience and say you got it right. That was my experience, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. it's been so uh, overwhelming to have them validate what we were doing and to feel celebrated by it and to feel. Sometimes
2: it was even just, like, watching it. You know, we would see, like, for instance, Caesar, we would see that he had a bunch of little characters like kind of showing up like at the airport as a security guard but he's also in the town hall scene and he's in the Tim Hortons and then we're like maybe that's all the same guy. Like I mean it seems obvious, and obvious now but at the time we were like no there's a million characters and it's all yeah. different and then we're like no no let's just, let's just have it be Dwight. That's it. Like let's just <laughs> Well I was going to yeah. ask about Ali
0: because <laughs> yeah. you know he seems to be like the one Muslim character yeah. who we get we get a story from is that more than one person or is yes. that really one person's yeah, experience? He's, no he's, no that's
2: more than one person. He's many yeah. people yeah. coming yeah.
1: together uh, and uh, including the uh, the chef. The, the story about the chef is uh, this is a wonderful story about um, uh, for people who haven't seen the show. It's about a, a chef. It, who tickets are
0: impossible. So if you didn't buy your tickets like a year ago, you <laughs> haven't. <seen> it, right? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> anyway, he eventually you, you know you find out that he, he keeps wanting to help with the food and he eventually uh, they eventually they keep saying don't you know no, no you're a guest and then eventually he says please I'm a master chef and he does this amazing thing and what was amazing about that story uh, just that one and we interviewed a number of people and there was stories that Beverly Bass told us that were all combined together to sort of yes. form that role yeah. um, but what was great is um, the mayor of uh, the mayor of Gander Claude Elliott recently went to Hawaii and met up with the chef for the first time and so there's like this great like matchmaking of uh, reconnecting of people wow. and and mm-hmm. the, Mm-hmm. Uh, this this chef uh, had always wanted to come back to say thank you, and instead the mayor came to him. It was just uh, this. There's been a
0: million amazing like intersections. I, I know I could talk to you guys for hours, and I want to talk about getting the show up on its feet and getting getting to Broadway. But before I do, mm-hmm. because I'm obsessed with Colella and I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with the song and and the whole thing. Um, oh my god! And I walked by the theater the other day, and Beverly was standing in, in front of it. And I called my husband, and I started to cry. Oh. He's like, "Go say hi to her." I'm like, "I can't do that."
2: Um, <laughs> you can. She's, she's lovely. She's lovely. Yeah. Jen's like she's yeah. seen
0: the show 65 times. You can say hi. I think 66 now. She just because she just came, but That's yeah, it's so amazing. funny. But you know, every, the legend. I mean, really, the legend in in our community is that that song comes primarily directly from an interview with her. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Can yeah. you talk a little bit about constructing that song? I'm getting goosebumps. I can't believe I get to talk to you guys about this. <laughs> oh,
2: so
1: it you. was the morning of September 11th, 2011. 2011, on the 10th anniversary, we were uh there was going to be an ecumenical service. It was a beautiful day and for some reason Captain Bass decided to spend time with us that morning in our in her hotel lobby and we the
2: same lobby, the same hotel that she'd been in on September uh September of 2001, um, and she showed us like everything that was different, everything that had changed, and and said, you know, I never left, and, except for when I went to the restaurant or to talk to my passengers, and this was my command station. And I just had the door open, and people would come and go. And she yeah.
1: she told us her whole life story. We I mean, we just kept asking, and I I think she expected so us to be like, yeah. you know. It, ten minutes and she she gave us hours and and
2: at one point she was like what's this for and we're like oh we're doing you know we're gonna do a musical and we're (laughs) yeah and you're gonna
0: see it almost a hundred times I promise (laughs) Uh,
2: and
0: and so
1: it it was just it it was such an incredible thing like we were ready to tell Beverly Bass the musical honestly
2: that was my other point of wait a second (laughs) there should be a musical about Beverly Bass (laughs) yeah
1: Um, and so when we were writing it we you know we really wanted to go back to the truth of it and it was such this incredible story about this woman you know breaking through glass ceilings and overcoming barriers and doing something that she loved her entire life like that entire hour if there's one thing we got her entire life was flying was aviation like from from being a child all the way to teaching new new people uh, and
2: teaching men teaching like te- men yeah, to be pilots
1: yeah. right as as a woman who was was barely able to get like get they wouldn't
2: I think she said that sometimes they wouldn't even talk to her like yeah. if, if she showed up somewhere that because you know she wasn't supposed and, to be in that profession you know? and she had <laughs> like, lost
1: a friend that day and, she, and 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 she like there was a there was a, a we heard a story about a travel agent who had approached Beverly Ian Gander and and she said. I, we have to stop. No one's going to ever fly again. And her entire like, her perspective was that her everything that she loved was over, and it and it had been used as a weapon. It was it was, and and she talked about uh, her feelings afterwards, and and how it took a long time to get over it. And uh, it not, was
2: not get over it, but it took a long time to sort it. of sort through and and you know get sort get sort of get a direction to move forward on and, and yeah
1: so we so when we were writing the song we really you know it was really transcript and computer screen and uh, you can you can actually compare the two and you can see oh we took that we shifted that around we moved that but it really comes straight from the transcript and and trying to express her love for flying and uh, and Jen sings it so beautifully
2: 1986 the first female American captain. our own drinks <laughs> <laughs>
1: actually came out to uh, La Jolla Playhouse our our first professional um, production Uh, and she came to a party the night before she came to see the show and so she was meeting all the cast and all of us and it had been four years yeah I mean since we had talked to her yeah and and
2: that's not true I mean we, we I always was like asking her questions and like I kept like Saying, you know, oh my God, I'm gonna have a baby. Like, how am I gonna fly with the baby? And like, how quickly did you go back to work? And like, all sorts of women yeah. stuff. Like, we'd how become do friends. yeah? We become friends, and she very, very graciously was always answering me, even though I think she had. No idea what we were up to, and but why it was, I kept bugging her,
1: <laughs> but it was a long time since we'd since we'd interviewed her, and we'd lived with her words right next to us constantly Absolutely. the entire thing Absolutely. the cast knew her words because they were uh, they were saying them, and she came to this party and she started telling us stories from that time because we were just chatting, and she was saying words that were verbatim from the show, and everyone was like, "Oh, you put a map on the wall and put pins that's interesting, and we didn't want to we didn't want to say.
2: We, know. We, we, we didn't know what to say, and <laughs> yeah. and
1: and so it, it, you know we. She came to see the show, and we just stared at the back of her head, and she just uh, cried, and it was overwhelming. And but she was also so. She just talks about it being such and such an honor, and and so right and now 66 times later yeah.
2: and i think when we were first we knew we want to tell so many different stories with the show and we just weren't even sure where there was going to be room for solos but there's something about the specificity of her story but it also just it kind of applies to all of us it's it's specific to her in aviation but it's sort of it's all of us like our world changed you know like mm-hmm. security changed the way we looked at people changed like it it, it even though like that's that one moment for her like it, it does sort of resonate and she for has everybody and she
1: has one of two solos we really yeah. because being in gander was such a compression of people there were, literally was no time when you were separate from others but uh but beverly stayed in her hotel room for a lot of it when she wasn't talking to her passengers she was waiting for news she was waiting to get back in the air and because she'd lost a friend she she was separated and and so we used the solo to say She's by herself, like and, we, and we used the other solo to say Hannah is really by herself because she is pulling away from uh, from Beulah. She's pulling away from everyone until she knows that her son is safe, and, and so that's how we use solos in the show.
0: Okay, getting the show up on its feet. Yes. How did it? How did that work? Did you, you? Like, I know that eventually you were in La Jolla, DC, and then Broadway, right? What were the? Or did I like, get this backwards? With Seattle in the middle. Seattle, Seattle.
2: and Se- Toronto and Gander.
0: And yeah. Oh, right. We oh, we've talked about that too. We're so, <laughs> Sorry, we're <laughs> so, so chatty. Yeah. No, it's the. I mean, this is so so interesting, and like li- our listeners are dying to know this information. How? Where? You, how long did you work on it before you started workshopping it with actual actors?
1: So we started. Uh, I'll try to do this. this fast. Okay. We started at the Canadian Music Theatre Project in Sheridan College. Uh, We did the first 45 minutes of a workshop there. The next uh, year, we did Goodspeed and Sheridan at the same time. So the students were Skyping back and forth and Facebooking with each other across the border. It was amazing. Uh, We got invited to be in part of the NAMPT Festival, which is where Junkyard Dog Productions uh, picked it up, where we got introduced to Chris Ashley. And uh, we did a workshop, sort of a movement workshop out at Fifth Avenue in Seattle. And we did another reading uh, or two. And then we mounted it. We had the world premiere at La Jolla uh, in partnership with Seattle Repertory. Uh, Then we brought it to Ford's, which was really important. I mean, what's amazing about what Junkyard Dog did is they really plotted a course where we could test this really specific story on the opposite side of the continent and see whether it resonated and then bring it to a a city that was directly affected by Mm 9-11, tour the Pentagon, meet the people who had lost people and... You talk to them and see that it was important to them to have a separate positive a story of hope uh, that they could associate as well with that day. And then, uh, you know, what other Broadway producers would bring an entire Broadway show to the Gander Community Centre hockey rink just to give back to the people? And uh, all the proceeds went back to the local charities, uh, and it was this incredible experience of uh, introducing the cast to the people who had inspired them, Uh, you know, introducing this whole town to this, what we had done. And Newfoundland is, you know, in in Canada, they're used to being made fun of. And so it was incredible to, you know, we're used to watching Beverly watch the show, right? But we watched 5,000 people that day watch their entire community and their entire culture and their world be reflected back on them and done in a way that celebrates them and it was it was uh, it was we, we always talk about it with everyone it's mm-hmm. life-changing
0: yeah. it's so good what, at what point did that happen where were you in the in the developmental process uh
2: just about to go into toronto so we were we were pretty developed at that point we, was yeah. toronto the
0: last stop before
2: broadway yes, yes. Yeah. okay yeah,
0: yeah. wow yeah. and so you get to go back so like you know, stepping off the plane the first time and being like, where am I? When you went back for that presentation, did you feel like you were... Was it like a homecoming? Yeah.
2: Oh, absolutely. Like, we couldn't wait to see people. We couldn't wait to go back to, you know, Bistro on Row or to visit Bonnie at the SPCA. And we we were just so grateful to be back. And and you know to see all of these people who had become our our friends and be like look 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 what happened like, and they were all like, like the they all <laughs> like how did this happen <laughs> and i'm like i don't
1: know we talk, there was uh, we, when we were first out there we got this tour of the airport and the manager of the airport gave us a 3 hour tour all the way th- everything uh, down the On r- your first trip on our first trip yeah. and then at the very end he said now what are you doing <laughs> you're doing a a musical about people making sandwiches and we said <laughs> yeah and he said yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really cool to come back. And all of them now, like Beverly and Claude and everyone is like, we had no idea this was ever – they seemed like nice, really dumb kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you look back on, like, the, the five stops that you made mm-hmm. before Broadway, is, is, are there any moments that stand out on any of the stops where you learned something absolutely vital to the production that you have now?
2: one of the hardest ones was actually a costume party with Jen Kalala was just realizing that Beverly had a verse in that song and it was wonderful and it was brilliant but it and it was an awesome idea for the story but it wasn't the best idea for the story we needed to hear from someone else in that moment but
1: the problem is it's jen kalola it's just, singing so it, and you're it's, like perfect well, we can't cut that it's brilliant it's, look at yeah, it Yeah,
2: like what are you like if it, the whole thing about you know if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah. right but like but it, it someone else needed like i mean and now it's 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 the other person you interviewed it's now it's caesar's moment as his as kevin character mm-hmm. and that was really important to get that person's point of view in as well hey little sister
0: yeah, still here where they eat rainbows for breakfast. Are you taking care of, Mom? No, I just wish I was home. No, not L.A., Brooklyn. Shut up, you're such a brat. No, I just needed to hear your voice. Excuse me, are you Hannah? Yeah, that's me. My name's Beulah. Someone told me your son's a firefighter. and mine is too, here in town. And I know Gander's not New York, but is there anything I can do? No! I just need to hear from my son. I understand. Praying for a phone call. Praying for a way home. Asking questions. questions asking can I get back on that godforsaken plane. And go around me people chat. And people snap
2: mm-hmm. like nothing's happened. And I need to hear we're going back before I go insane. Good morning. I'm Captain Bass. So... So that was that was one of the hardest things for us, and that was like one of the last major things that we changed and the
1: last major thing that we changed was uh, we added uh, we added a song oh, for right. Hannah coming into Broadway <laughs> yeah. um, in the middle of it and we hadn't we hadn't been able to connect with Hannah. We talked to Beulah a lot. We talked to Hannah on the phone, being with Beulah, uh, but just the timing hadn't worked out. And it wasn't until we went out to her house and uh, she the like they, they invited so us generous, in with, yeah. with our daughter. Our daughter played with uh, with their son who they had lost with, no, his, it, no, with, 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 with his with with his grandkids with uh, with with his kids um, and we felt like we had permission to talk about a parent being away from their kids and mi- missing and just needing to be there. And, and so at the last minute, right before we recorded the cast album, we threw the song in front of Q and said, Hey, can you learn this for like tomorrow? And and we were like changing lyrics on the fly in the studio. And then she had to, uh, you know, we had a really quick rehearsal period right before we started previews and we had to be like, Oh, by the way, brand new song in front of Broadway. Let's never untested in front of an audience. Let's just, let's go. <laughs>
2: I am telling you,
0: listen, my son, he takes risks, he's not missing, he's helping or hurt, he'll get out
2: of this Yes, I'll keep trying, and yes, here's the number, and yes, at the Legion and Gander, I'll be right here. I should be there when it's over and done, when he comes through the door and says, I'm home, mom I should be there for my son, but instead I am
0: When did you know for sure that it was coming to Broadway? It was around... It was in D.C. D.C. That's when we
2: knew what theater we were coming into. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, I always say I never believe it's we're actually there. Like, I don't think until, like, the last note, the first preview, I was like, okay, it happened. Okay, <laughs> we are... No matter... Like, we've now been here? <laughs> like, it's...
1: <laughs> well, and as, 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 like, people who were here at the time, like, we saw... We saw we've saw, we seen a million Broadway shows. We've seen so many shows in the Schoenfeld. We saw Life in the Theater there. We saw The, the humans. humans. You, you know, it's... And to you, it, it's just. That's crazy to have our show there, but it's um it's been really wonderful. It's been really wonderful to be part of this season now. It's an incredible season, and if we didn't have a show here, we would be down here constantly doing exactly what we're doing, which is trying to see everything.
0: Well, so, I mean, if you don't mind me asking you a little bit about that, like, you guys have been – you know, you guys were, like, open later in the season, and you have been so loved and – like, your show – I mean, this is probably weird to talk about, but your show very easily could walk away with a Tony. And how does it... I know, I know. Listen, I didn't say it would. We, there's no, no... We don't have to knock on anything. Yeah. But, I, you know, how... I mean, I read interviews with you guys before... When you knew you were coming to Broadway, but you 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 weren't here yet. And you didn't know how it was going to go. And it has gone... As good as it could have gone, how do you feel about I mean, how are you feeling? You
2: know, when I, when I whenever uh, I am lucky enough to, uh, you know, it's been so busy and, and we have a daughter at home, so we try to be home for her at night whenever we can. But whenever I'm lucky enough to be in the theater and, you know, watch especially, you know, the, the last number. And I see the people in the audience and I see everyone on stage and I'm like, I, I, and, I, and I can feel that feeling that I felt in the Gander Community Center hockey rink, standing next to Beverly, looking at Claude speak. And I'm like, "Oh, thank God, we caught it! Like, we caught that moment, and we managed to put it here. I didn't know if it was possible, but like, there it is. It works. Like, you know." And so that's that's the most amazing thing.
1: It's been such a. I mean, I mean writing it, we took all of these people saying things in the past tense, and we and we changed them all to be present tense. And it's been such a present tense journey for us. Every single minute of, uh, oh, my God, we get to be at the NAMP Festival. Oh, my God, Chris Ashley is going to direct our show. Oh, my God, we're we're going up at the La Jolla Playhouse. Now we're at Ford's. Now we're going back to Gander. Now we're on Broadway. Every single moment, you, you mm-hmm. know, open. And every single moment, uh, you know, we are opened on Broadway. And then three days later, the Prime Minister of Canada came. Right? Like, it's been... This incredible experience of just loving being in the moment right now. so like, it, there's, there's nothing that could be better right now.'re we're, th- we're thrilled and really honored to uh, to be celebrating all the work that we've done. Um, and beyond that, we're just ecstatic that the people of Newfoundland are being celebrated by the people of New York. It's two islands. Uh, and I was thinking about it today and how New York taught us about kindness in response to a tragedy. Ten years before Newfoundland taught us about kindness in response to a tragedy, and reminded that that, that was possible, and it should be possible every day. It, it 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 shouldn't have to be in response to a tragedy, and that's that's what we're that's what so good about living in this story right now is is you know in the face of everything that's happening, we get to tell a story about people being good to one another, and it's it's a joy every day.
0: I want to keep talking to you forever but I know you have lives and like a hugely important Broadway show to get back to you guys thank you so so much for doing this I'll say it again it's such an honor and good luck with awards season and thank all you. of the nonsense and congratulations on everything thank you so much <laughs> thank you okay bye. Sure. bye bye one two one two three four welcome to the friends who have come from away welcome to the locals who have always said they'd stay if you're coming from Toledo or you're
2: coming from Taipei because we come from everywhere we, we are all the- come from away.
0: Theatre People is a product of Theatre Podcast Productions and is produced by Mike Jensen and me, Patrick Hines. To see all of the podcasts we make, including our newest podcast, True Crime Obsessed, check us out at theaterpodcastproductions.com. Special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Robbie Rosell, Ty Williams, and Cynthia Wallach. Also to our Patreon supporters, Donna Hatton, Kathy Jacobson, and Allison Miller love you guys so much if you'd like to become a patron follow the link on our website or search for theater people podcast at patreon.com thanks also to Steve Tipton Keith Allen Herzog, Eric Emsch Ellen Marsh, our two fabulous brand new interns Grace Fromm and Max Sadaka and the staff at Oswald's We'll be back on Monday with a two part episode featuring Tony nominees Andy Blankenbuehler, director and choreographer of Bandstand, and Johanna Day, who's nominated for Best Featured Actress in a Play for Sweat. Until then, tell your friends about us. Let's get the theater community talking. Welcome to the trees, a kiss and a card and whatever's in between To the ones who've left, you're yeah, never truly gone A candle's
1: in the window and the candle's always on To the coals and the caves and the people from the place Five days,
0: nineteen animals, and seven thousand strays
1: When the sun is setting and it's darker than before If you're hoping for a hybrid then you'll find an open door In the wind from the water,
2: to whatever's in the way. To the ones who have come from away Welcome to the welcome to the to the to the to the welcome to